Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back, Toast, after a one-week hiatus. Um, big Super Bowl. Okay. It's just like, it's not hiatus. It's a hiatus. It was like a break. We're doing a lot of work, you know, it's the beginning of the semester. We're going into a post-Super Bowl viewing. I'm assuming you're at home with your family, watching a nice uh, game. Yeah, pretty much. I, I was taking, I was actually taking notes. Were you like really? The first qu- yeah. Yeah, I was actually watching some clips earlier to you know get my mind flown a little bit. Exactly, but it's easy I, to get distracted by the big game. So you, you have some snacks during it. I had we had some I, we made some nachos. You know we had mac and cheese bites. You can't go wrong with mac and cheese bites. Some guacamole. You know the standards. Some mini egg rolls. I was just in awe of the game. You know of what? Oh, yeah, you no, know, completely sure. But I, I, you have to. You know yeah. how we eat in the Dries household between no, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my dad, we could eat for like an entire village. Exactly. Exactly, and looked the complete same. Yeah, for, exactly. And then you got Nico on top of it. My brother, my sister and brother weren't home. It was just me, and my dad, and my mom. So it was much. the same here. Same. But my, yeah, Nico was. Uh, at Marina a went house. to Marina went to a friend's house. Alex went to whatever the hell he went to. <laughs> the, the usual nonsense. But you know, then it was just nice and quiet. Got to watch the game. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, but, but, but but before before. We got, I want to promote our social media platforms. That's obviously very important. That's exactly yeah. true. You go to our Instagram, and that Instagram is toast dot in dot the dot morning. Exactly. We got all our links in the bio. You can check and, out our YouTube, and, our Spotify, and our Twitter, and our, tic- our Twitter, our Twitter, and our TikTok going live tomorrow. Exactly. And, and also, this, that'll be today. Exactly. And our YouTube channel is just going to be for short clips of the podcast so no our highlights our favorite moments our conversations whatever we see exactly exactly so yeah all full episodes are on our streaming platforms Rutgers just lost to iowa again god damn it garza garza is just something else man i was he's gonna be a top pick in the draft he's unreal do you see um our boy ron harper is actually a nominee for the wooden award no (laughs) no no, I really... Obviously, but Gar- it's for the um small forwards in the in the Big Ten. But you know, Garz is going to win that, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm, the really thing I've been keeping wa- track of is a uh, Kate Cunningham. That's mm-hmm. really the only person I'm, I'm looking at. Watched him in high school. Took a picture with him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Picture, picture got deleted off my phone. So <laughs> definitely, definitely the worst feeling i ever had like i have all the pictures i had on my on my phone all the screen the, the screenshots and the memes and shit that was the one that hit the hardest damn that's gotta hurt that, but that, that, that really especially if you get drafted by the wizards that is going to be the be pain that'll honestly hurt you because then you can never refer back to it it doesn't it maybe exists in a backup exactly the only th- no the only thing that could help is my friend, our uh, Frank, you went to school with him. Of course, Frank. Yeah, and, and uh, Nico has a picture with him. So it's like... By like, association. Exactly, exactly. So... No, it's, close but no cigar, as they say. Yeah. Let's dive into the Super Bowl a little, oh, a yeah. little bit. Oh, yeah, Super Bowl. I mean, that might have been, hear me out here, the most boring, the, the second most boring Super Bowl I've ever watched. It's the first, obviously, goes to another Tom Brady Super Bowl with the Rams. That was just unwatchable. 
Yeah. But th- this game was just like I you you just like saw you just saw the crumble of the Chiefs. It was like watching Patrick Mahomes run for his life for four quarters. Yeah, pretty much. Um, that one against the Rams was the one I was I actually watched. I think a lot of Dolphins fans were watching close because Brian Flores. That was Brian Flores' last game as a part of the Patriots staff. So I was like, and they were he was calling the defensive play. So like that one, it was like I kind of had to root for him in a sense. Yeah, but like I didn't want to because, but like you know, you want him to do good and like he knows what he's doing. It worked out. This well. one so far, yes. But uh, yeah, but this one, oh my god! Like this is you know, if, if you're a, if you're a Buccaneers fan, obviously you were enjoying it. So for Chiefs fans, it's unbearable. But like in the end, I I'm not big on excuses. You got to do what you got to do to win. But this really just doesn't fall on Patrick Mahomes' lap. It, it was like so you had what your left ta- left tackle go out with a knee or ankle injury in the AFC Something. finals, Something and now like you have. That. A guy coming in, you have your guard moving to tackle. You basically should, you basically affected three positions on the offensive line, and there exactly. there was plays where there might as well have not been guys blocking. He dropped back and there'd be three people instantly in the backfield. JPP and and some of those other they were just on Dominican top Sue, of Vita Vea, all those guys. Um, but like there was like that stat that's like Mahomes covered like how many yards like four hundred yards. Or something like crazy, and like dropbacks, and like Brady covered like sixty something. I can't give you the exact number. But it was in the sixties, about sixty percent of the time. He there was a guy in his face. Yeah, people like, were being like, "Oh, it's a taste of what Russell Wilson is going to look great." This was this is Russell Wilson's off. This was ranked in the top ten this year. Yeah, and like this is like the like the outlier. Although like Mahomes tends to scramble quite a bit. I'm not gonna lie, like he he does, but like not in this extent where like he had no time at all during the and game don't get me wrong there's obviously better throws he had like what 70 yards going into half there's definitely better things he could have done he was missing a couple throws but there was times where especially the there's multiple times but referring to the first one this is in the first quarter it's like the first or second drive dropping back and hitting tyree kill on that rollout pass hit him directly in the face that was kind of indicated it was set the mood for the rest of the night nobody could catch balls now you have another pass to they passed the travis kelsey on like third and 15 he had so. a bad game he had a really bad hit, game it hit kelsey dead in the hands and he drops so that's a ball kelsey catches 10 out of 10 times yeah. You have another play where he, you know, the parallel pass. Pa- Patrick Mahomes was laying on the floor and threw the ball on a perfect time hit. I forget who that was, who the receiver was. I think was. it was I think it was Tyreek. I don't think it was Tyreek on that play. Tyreek was oh. the first one where hit um that it might oh, be it, Har- it might have been Harvin. it might it might have been Miko Harvin, yeah. It might have been. Hit him directly in the face and hit the floor. There's another play where he made a phenomenal play to pass the end zone, and I think it was Winfield who made a phenomenal tip. Don't get me wrong, the Buccaneers defense played insanely good. It reminded me of when the Denver yeah. oh, yeah. absolutely routed Carolina, who was the best offensive in the league. It reminded me just like that. And even in, even New England against the Rams, same thing. They, they think, were the yeah, they were the sexy offense, and what happened? Three points. I mean, yeah, they couldn't really get to Brady as they liked. Spagnuolo's had a history of getting to Brady and rushing in the backfield, and just he wasn't getting to him. Uh, Fournette looked like his LSU self. He was just absolutely running through people. He was a dog. He was an absolute dog. It was just absolutely insane. And the play yeah. that my obvious favorite was Winfield throwing up the piece right in Tyreek's oh. Hill and face that. 
best like best moment. It, because say all you want, Tyreek Hill's never the most disrespectful guy. You know, he obviously taunts people with his peace sign, but starting to see that flashback of Winfield getting the peace sign thrown in his face and that nice taste that like he waited right for the end. And he could have, he doesn't care about the penalty. Who cares? 15 yards. That he was waiting for that. He was really? thinking about going to the game. He wanted to do that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And the fact that, like, that got called for a penalty, like, really? Like, really? Like, that's so. The only part that pissed dumb. me off was um, Tony Romo. Tony Romo. Going, I can't stand for this. This is not, you can't do that. Tony, I, I told you this. Tony Romo is becoming one of them. He's becoming, he's just becoming like all the other comments. He's, He's not Joe Buck level, but like he's like well, he, well Joe Buck's obviously like he's the he's not the color commentator. He's more like he's got like that Troy Aikman oh sort of. Sense. Who was it that was calling the 2008 Super Bowl and then it was pass caught by Tyree? Wow. Uh, no, no, no that, that that was Buck. That was Buck. Right? That, was, that was Buck. Yeah, that was Buck. I, as a Giants fan, that's like our prized play. That hurts me every single time. And then he's like Eli drops back. Wow, he escapes. Caught by Tyree. Well, that, yeah, well, that's like the, what? That's like the best catch in NFL history. And it was like, that, wow. Yeah, but it feels like like he's he's shown a lot more energy, Joe Buck, as of recent. Like that might the, the Minnesota Miracle. Like it probably got on his geez. ass a little bit. Probably, but like, yeah, Roma's becoming one of them. He's becoming like sometimes you just can't interchange all. Of them. I think I think Breeze is like, going to be I, I want to see Breeze in that in that role. He's going to be there next season, if not the season after. Yeah. Well, I think he's with NBC, so he might be like the Sunday night games. He's he signed a big deal with them. Yeah. But uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah, um, going going back to the game, everything went right for the Buccaneers. Their defense performed. They're arguably the best defense in the league. Brady did what he had to do. He didn't do anything spectacular. He made perfect precision throws, and it really showed how big it was. Not only having Brady there as your leader, but the people he brings to him. I think every touchdown was scored were guys that came because they wanted to play Tom Brady. You had Fournette, you had Antonio Brown, Gronk twice. Yeah, well, like that's the that's the thing with uh, Brady. He just has that ability of. It's like LeBron. It's literally the same thing as LeBron James in the NBA. Exactly. Guys come to play exactly. with LeBron. Guys want to play with Tom Brady. Exactly. They're willing to take the the one year prove it deal, and yeah, Gronk doesn't come back if. Brady's in doesn't come back. Fournette's not there. Sue's not a, a, there. Definitely, definitely not AB. AB's, AB's not on the roster. I saw a tweet. It was like, uh, it was like Antonio Brown th- threw a rock at a FedEx driver, a UPS driver, and won a Super Bowl. Karma's not real. Like, dude, I dude, like, I don't everyone, care what you say. Including myself, my personal character. He's a dog, and he works. He works harder than yeah, all no, the guys in this league. A hundred percent. But like the baggage, I never thought after the the stunt he pulled in with the Raiders, and even his one game with the Patriots. Of course, it was against Miami, and he got cut. We're like, yeah, this, this got to be it, right? You, but the things that you know, if he's playing with Tom Brady, he's going to clean his act up. He, he's he been Before. wanting to play with Brady. Well, but, but I'm talking about on the field antics and interactions with people on the team that he's had with well, other Frosters. If he's playing with Tom Brady, Tom Brady's keeping his ass in line. He actually stayed in his home, I'm pretty sure, if that's not yeah. correct. Well, you know, now 
you know, he doesn't really have that money. He doesn't have that long-term kind. He, he doesn't have that bag, you know, like he's getting obviously a boatload of money. Cause he's Antonio he, Brown. And he's, he's, he's got, he's got enough where like, he doesn't have to worry about that. Let's be honest. Exactly. Exactly. And, but it feels like now he's like back in that prove it stage, like how he was as a rookie on that rookie deal. And then he got the money and then he became Antonio Brown that we know and hate or love or if you're Tom Brady, but, um, but yeah, uh so we were talking about earlier i think i had this conversation with you and chris not even about Tony brown but more like brady like growing up especially as a giants fan you hate you especially miami so you hate brady it's like this guy all yeah. we've known for an entire 21 years of life is tom brady in the playoffs tom brady in the super bowl tom brady winning 10 11 12 13 etc games and it's gotten to the point now at this age where i've kind of like this the like i've accepted he's to go for years now at this point but that's not the point it, it just love it. That level of greatness is ridiculous. I mean, you come to appreciate it because it's almost coming to an end. I've kind of got with that same level of LeBron, where it's like this guy. It, it's he's the real deal, especially when you look at his numbers. I mean, he's won more Super Bowls than any other quarterback. If you go after the age of thirty-five, that's just unreal. You know, you don't get when he retires. Like that is going to take a big hit for the NFL. Like. You're not going to see a quarterback like that. Not even Mahomes, it looks like. Potential, well, potential, I'm not going to rule out Mahomes, obviously, because he's still a young young guy. And who, like, they could come back and the they're having, it, but like, Brady is a different animal and we still doubt him. And what happens? He still gets the job done. 100%. The, 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 the like, main thing is, too, this is the one rare time where they had a beautiful take. I actually agree with Stephen A a lot about this. I was watching him the day after the Super Bowl and nice and early in the morning watching some first take, but um, he was saying before the Super Bowl that the only, if Tom Brady goes out and beats Patrick Mahomes, he can't surpass him as the GOAT. And I honestly agree with that. They went obviously more that there's certain things where if he beat him next year or go even, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for Mahomes who has been regarded as possibly the next guy. To surpass Brady in the end, he's gonna have to win like ten. Honestly, like he's he's, he's gonna have to win not only yeah. more rings. The only the only way he can win less or equal amount of championships than Brady and be counted as a go is if he goes and they remake match in the in the in the Super Bowl next season. He beats him. That's the only way. That or like they go like five six straight years in the Super Bowl, like back to back to back to back. Like yeah. that's the only way. As well. you look and, and, and they win pretty much all of them. Because this is basically like if in the NBA, Wizards Jordan came out and beat like young Cavs LeBron. It, if that happened in the NBA, I heard that analogy. Be, that, that, that discussion would not exist. MJ versus LeBron be MJ. That's that's the guy. Uh, yeah. His level of consistency is just going to be unmatched. He's going to be like a Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell kind of guy. Where that um, that number is not going to be touched for I think decades on decades on decades. Yeah, especially in a sport like this where it's like let's be real, the best team doesn't always win. So to consistently win in the playoffs takes a lot of not only talent but poise, because Brady is one of the only quarterbacks I've ever seen to be able to throw 
not consistently constant routes and not getting tempted by teams to throw those deep balls or to get baited into passes and he's disciplined he will beat you by throwing the same slant curl etc and study the film and know exactly how to beat you every single time it's boring as hell to watch in new england he changed obviously got a little more excited with bruce arians offense in tampa bay yeah it's boring as hell but the man's a genius exactly and this is a seventh super bowl like you, you would have thought he would have not cared after like his fourth. Like I'm here. We'll see if we win or not. Like he's hungry. Year after year, he doesn't give up. It's a business. Oh, no, trip. I, he's I, not no. even excited. He know he expected to win the Super Bowl. Let's be real. I know. It's and like I last know. year. At, like last year, remember when they had they had their coats and they're there for the NFL honors, whatever at the Super Bowl. He's like, I'm gonna be back here next year, and it's not gonna be in a blazer. He knew he was coming yeah. back. He knew yeah. he was gonna be there. I mean, you saw the you saw the players from either on Instagram Live the seven Super Bowl champagne flying everywhere. Tom Brady in the back of these Instagram lives is sitting there packing up his duffel bag, getting ready to go home. Yeah. So how did the kids and go tonight and get ready to train tomorrow? And also, party his ass off today. Oh, yeah, that was absolutely hysterical. My favorite part was when he saw Winfield across the boats and throw him a peace sign. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> this is Tom look, Brady I've never seen before. This is, he, look, he's, he's living, man. Like, he's out of that New England Belichick shit. Like, he's, he's living. Like, you know, you know, it had me hysterical. You know how they had like the Nick commentators before the game for like a little segment? Uh huh. Yeah. Like, oh, when's the last time we've had pizza? And he's like, I actually had pizza like last week. Like, I got a little crazy and he had a slice of pizza. I'm like, what, who is this guy? Like he was like yeah. a robot system guy in New England. Like he has like a personality now, and he's smiling and getting loaded on the boat with Gronk. Yeah, yeah, he has a, t- <laughs> yeah. Like his his like Instagram and Twitter are pretty underrated, and it's like I hate to admit it because I grew up hating him for decade for over a decade. Yeah, it's like finally that realization. It's like I like the guy. I I do. And I respect I, and, and, and the I, and hell I, out yeah. of him. Let's be real. And him, and I okay, yeah, I wanted the Chiefs to win, but I didn't mind Brady winning because it also hurts Belichick's legacy. Just a tad bit. That's another guy. Just that, a tad. Just a tad. over exaggerating that, uh, over exaggerating that a little bit. He's still the guy, Belichick. You can't take really yeah. anything away from him. Yeah, I've seen people like, let's say the Patriots. Yeah, no, 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 hundred percent horrific for the rest of his career. Then like, yeah, but you can't yeah. take anything from him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say Belichick is a big reason as to why Brady is Brady. It's simple as that. He was Brady. If Brady was Brady day one, he would be. He would have started his rookie year, but he sat on the bench, mm-hmm. and he was a backup behind Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. And it took Bledsoe to fuck to practically end his his playing days with injury, with injuries, and then he gets his shot. So mm-hmm. it's like. So but yeah, Belichick definitely has that a, was that click he had. It's just that mindset Brady has, because I mean, coming out of college, we all knew he was. Even Brady says himself, he was weak, couldn't make throws, slow, unathletic, etc. He obviously had some talent, but nothing to what he is now. And then yeah. now coming into the league, he he said, I remember watching this, the one interview he had from like a couple of years ago, and he was talking about how he just completely cleaned out his act. He's like, I'm eating like shit, I train like shit. And yeah. he just like he went from zero to one hundred. He went from partying, doing whatever, you know, drinking beer to just like I'm going to cut everything out and I'm going to be the guy. It's it's honestly yeah. insane. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's not. There's really wasn't much to say about the game other than like the Patriots' offense wasn't didn't need to be any good to win that game. And there was zero block from home, zero receivers, and they just got out. They really got out coached yeah. too. Oh yeah, 
Oh my God, yeah. Uh, Todd Bowles, all the credit to you. Jets all fans the credit were to livid. They win well, I, week seventeen he, against the Bills, and like was that like 2017? Oh, 2015, 2015, 2015, I remember. Yeah, it was twenty fifteen. They, they had a good defense last year as well. It was pretty underrated, but they got better. But also, they got a lot better offensively. So, yeah, and he's gonna get. He's gonna be another guy that gets another head coaching opportunity, in my opinion. Todd Bowles. We'll get another shot. I, I think, think he I think he does deserve a shot. Obviously, he played with the Jets, so you never know. But maybe he's one of those guys that's like a uh, – he's just a lifelong coordinator because he's definitely a very intelligent man. The only question is if he could head coach a team. Yeah, well, you know, maybe New York wasn't the best fit. You know, it seems like he doesn't have that, like, deme- doesn't have that Rex Ryan demeanor to him. Like, he was the, he was like the complete opposite. Like a Rex Ryan, I I can't even tell you the last the a time I heard him speak. Me too. And then me too. The similar guy I put on that level is once again Steve Spagnuolo. Even as a Giants fan, I would never hire Spagnuolo as a head coach, but I would love to have him in my defensive room. Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. I I don't disagree with that, but I I definitely think there's something. You definitely give him another there. chance. As yeah, a, as a yeah. team, especially in a small market, you take a flyer on top bulls. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Maybe um, Chicago. Maybe with a, your defensive roster, you got Rokon Smith, you got all those guys yeah. over there. Maybe you take a flyer on top bulls. He would love to get a hold of that defense. Oh, yeah. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. Um, also, do you like the new CBS scoreboard? Indifferent. No, I didn't really. I'm not gonna lie. I like new scoreboards. Like I, I crave. Is it the little, the little news. touches? Yeah, I remember when the Fox introduced a new scoreboard during the Super Bowl last year. I'm like, oh, what new scoreboard? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I got really excited. Way too. I was excited. just like, I was just like, oh, that's cool. No, nah, I'm a sucker <laughs> for. I'm, I'm sucker for like that presentation stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, love that. Love that. And like I remember when ESPN changed it for the college football, like for college football this year, I was like, "Ooh, a new scoreboard!" Everyone. Um, also, uh, how ha- ha- you thought of the halftime performance for uh, the weekend? Oh, the weekend. A lot of people were kind of shitting on it a little bit. I I personally enjoyed it. I think it was, I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. There was a lot of bit of an underlying story through that halftime that people are too much aware of. He kind of went through like a progress. He kind of tried to show a progression of his career through that halftime show. Where in the beginning, if you notice, like his earlier songs is him kind of getting going into Hollywood kind of a vibe, and then as he goes on, he's getting lost in the maze and the lifetime. You know, once again, he's in like in, in the chunk of it and then into finding himself and getting overtaken by Hollywood. That was kind of like the progression over the whole thing. Then you had the guys with the bandages. Do you remember him having whatever nonsense he's been going on with him going to the Emmy? Was it the Emmys or the um, Grammys? Whatever. The Grammys and there was the other one. Oh, like, the v- like the VMAs or something? I, I forget what it was, but he went with the face bandages. And he had like it looked like he had plastic surgery, and then he put out a music video where he had all this funky plastic surgery stuff going on, and he looked all distorted. It was kind of like a storyline. He's been working on this persona for this Super Bowl for months on months. I, I respect yeah. him on work. He put ten million dollars of his own money into it. I mean, I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it more than other past ones. Nothing is worse yeah. than that, that Travis Scott and Maroon oh. Five debacle. The big boy, and I. Like that's like definitely the low, the lowest of the low. And I remember that was when a lot of people, including myself, who are 
big SpongeBob fans. Like they wanted a nice uh, tribute for uh, Steven Hillenburg, who was the creator of SpongeBob, who passed away uh, that like, just the teased. fall before. And it was, it wasn't even a tease. It was like the biggest middle finger, the biggest middle finger to SpongeBob what? fans. It was, it was, it was the absolute worst. It was the absolute worst. Oh, hundred percent. But looking at other people in the past, who were some people you would have liked to see do half the or shock that haven't ever gotten ha- Super Bowl halftime performances? I'm sure the Metallica hasn't done one. You know, who I was I'm missing say? Metallica. Like Queen, I thought Metallica would have done one. Queen and ACDC. I was very shocked. I've never performed at a Super Bowl. That was interesting. Queen. I, I thought Queen would have done one. But a lot of the well, times, you, you have to pay out. A, you pay for the suit. Obviously, the NFL doesn't pay you to do it, and it's more of a marketing thing. So maybe they're like, I don't think I don't see a gain for us to do this. Yeah, if I go for like the metal or rock, like I'm shocked. Like Foo Fighters hasn't done one. I think the Foo Fighters would have been great because I know the Chili Peppers did one, and that was the one at MetLife. I'm surprised we didn't see Drake and, on like, stage and eventually. Yeah. If you're talking modern yeah. day, or Jay Z, yeah. if you go a little bit older school, never seen him out on yeah. the stage. Has Eminem done one? Eminem doesn't really fit the uh, Super Bowl thing. He not anymore. Right. He's gonna perform. <laughs> he's gonna perform Kim. That'll be really funny. He's got. He's got, he's got very. <laughs> That'd be really weird though. I'm talking his good music and his older music is very harsh and graphic. And yeah, that's but not I something guess, you put on national television during the Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. I guess there'd be a lot of uh, bleeps. Yeah, it just wouldn't. It's not. It's not performable. It's not performance music. No, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I'm sure I like Metallica hasn't done one. Um, I know, like I said, Red Hot Chili Peppers did one. That was the year, and they I got a lot sure, of flack. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Drake is, actually just doesn't want to perform one. I've heard people say he just is denied it. He doesn't want to go out there. I mean, that's yeah. I guess fair enough. Uh, he, he would I, I could get two very shirts. Huge. He would, but I'm saying, though, yeah, if yeah. you go like Drake or not, you know he would be put up a huge show. You want, you want to make a, uh, well, I guess. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the halftime show. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I like the weekend. He's got a good voice. Yeah, the, nothing offensive. I, I thought it started off. I was like, okay, well, where's this going? And then, the, the choreography was on point. That oh, was yeah. insane, insane. You said there's um, a lot of work and effort put into that. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I wanted to hear "Heartless." I know y'all, you know, like the the one part that you always hate in that song. The, the stomach line yeah the stomach got me feeling sickly that part you always hate that that one portion of heartless it drives you insane it's so stupid but blinding so light, everyone likes blinding lights has like yeah. been everywhere for like a year it's just yeah, all almost a year everywhere like, yeah. flick on the radio, i'm not gonna lie it's a good song it's, it's good very song. it's very catchy it's a good song yeah people have been calling yeah, him like there. a modern day michael jackson not for obviously talent reasons or like as big as Michael Jackson, but for like as much, he's like a character, like he's a persona and like a very much a in the spotlight drama kind of guy. And I can kind of see it a little bit. I'm not going to, I wouldn't put him nowhere near the tier of Michael Jackson. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but he's like, he's like a disciple. Oh, okay. 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 Well, I was talking in like a performance sense. Sure. You're like, yeah. He's out there with his sparkly jacket. Exactly, because <laughs> he wore his he wore his a uh, red jacket, and they're like, "Oh my, oh wait, that he wears that's that red thriller. jacket. That's thriller." He wears that red jacket oh. all the time in the weekend. Yeah. I know that's a Michael Jackson thing. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying though, yeah. no, he wears that red yeah. jacket like nonstop. Mm-hmm. He's been wearing like every performance. I wonder. If, there's no way it's the same one, right? 
he definitely has like a closet. He's like Bugs Bunny, like almost a closet. That, that, <laughs> that would be that'd be odd if that's the same one. Like, yeah, he's got enough money to have an entire wardrobe with the same outfit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, who do you think is going to perform like next year? If you want, like, take a flyer. I have zero. I have, okay, I have one, and this one really pains me. Cardi B. There's you no might, way. She's too graphic. I don't know, man. They had Shakira and J Lo last year. Yeah, but they weren't. Once again, the words were is the only concern. That's, that's true, but it's like, how the hell are you feels, gonna perform? It feels like, either like there's two cards you can get. You can get like the Bodak yellow card, which is the bear, the slightly bearable one, and then you go into like graphic graphic card. Listen, I don't. I can never see the NFL being like, yes, we're gonna put this on TV, and eventually now they're gonna be putting on Nickelodeon sooner or later. But here's the like, thing, like. It's like who knows, like with them. Maybe like, Tra- they, they, you they, think they Travis Scott ever comes back to actually get a Travis Scott halftime show after his after shenanigans in 2019? Hell no, I don't want him. That wasn't his shenanigans. He performed like 10 seconds of sicko mode. Yeah, and then he used a clip of SpongeBob saying, uh, "Now a musical artist that a musical genius that needs no introduction." Do you really think, like, he had no say in that? Like get out of here! <laughs> I uh, I still I, I I'll still never forgive him for that. Your songs you can, are your songs are good. I enjoy, I enjoy some you, of your shit. If get we're talking hip hop guys, you could see the baby out on a stage. Is that the same thing as well? Like the like the vulgar. That's what I'm saying though. But he's got he some. Is... But listen, though, I just don't think that he has the overreach that the NFL wants. I think of also hip hop as well. It's gonna be a hip hop artist. It's gotta be. Yeah. Um. Who's been some chart toppers? What Rick Ross? Did he make his comeback? Because he's getting a lot of features and stuff. Like, do you think he gets like involved somehow? No one wants to see Rick Ross on stage. Well, me too. But it's like I'm just. I'm not watching Rick Ross. I don't want to see his his fat ass out on the stage <laughs> during halftime. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled could be one of those like com- like imagine now like now you're piecing it together. Imagine now you have Drake. Now you know if Drake's future. gonna be out there. DJ Khaled's gonna be out there. How about Future? That's what that could, they could bring in a group of guys like that because you know DJ Khaled has multiple songs too. With I'm saying with Drake, so you have Drake as a feature, DJ Khaled, and then bring in like a the baby or Roddy Rich or Future. How about Young J Thug Cole or Uzi? J How about J Cole. Cole? Like that, that's another one. He's yeah. a he's a performance guy. He's got some performance. Oh, yeah. He's also got like something you know. He tries to get his you know lyrical call that could never just that's just you're not performing that. But if you perform like your middle child and stuff like that, yeah, throw him on there. Yeah, I always see, also like to see Childish Gambino as well. Gambino I mean, put out some new music. He put out that little EP oh, yeah. last year that was mm-hmm. okay. I had a couple of songs, but I haven't heard some real pro- music from him in a while. Yeah, it's been. It's Prime been Gambino like, was nice though. Dan was a big. Dan's a big fan still to this day. Yo, three thousand five still still bop. Um, I was it, singing that's... sweatpants on repeat back in the day. Oh my god. Uh. Yeah. And. Then, uh, yeah. Bonfire, obviously a classic from him. As are well, you looking so. at some of the singles right now? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at discography. 
Um, yeah, I, I forgot he did release that like album last year. I didn't really hear. I guess I got. I guess the reviews are pretty good. I guess I heard like mixed things. I thought. I'm, I'm really thinking say, if you if you're gonna get the most viewership, I you got to put Drake out on the stage eventually. You got to get him if you had to oh, pay yeah. him. You have to get him out on that stage. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, so like he's he's been up to absolute shenanigans. He's been up to absolute shenanigans. I don't mean to cut you off, but you know how he has his certified lover boy supposed to come out this year, and that's been it's, it's a very anticipated album. He put out that the his last EP end of last year that came out decent. Good. It did like album sales for like a mixtape, which was pretty huge. But this album is gonna shatter everything. It's gonna be humongous. You've seen him with his heart little you saw him in the state farm commercial he had the heart in his hair he's a certified lover boy you know but he's he do you know why he postponed it again his album why for his acl like he, people are making I think jokes i saw that i think making jokes like that. who does he think he is like uh he's, he's got to take a <laughs> he think he's a nba player on a take a season off from releasing it not even it's it's ready to go like it's most likely ready That's to go so dumb. like like okay if it was like they postponed it because like it's like a tour and everything was okay and he wants to perform, okay, sure. However, imagine him on a scooter, like <laughs> exactly, dude. Dave Grohl played like the rest of his like he he remember he broke his foot, broke his ankle on on tour for the Foo Fighters, and he played the rest of the tour on a chair, just like. I'm very excited playing guitar. That album review. We're gonna have to have Carlos because he's probably the biggest Drake fan I know. Okay, so that, that's definitely. I love boy album review. We're gonna have him on there, and it's gonna it's gonna be a very. Right. It, it depends on the Drake we get because I'm personally the only Drake I'm a, I can listen to or I do listen to is Sad Boy Drake. You're talking about Marvin's Room Jake or Melodic Drake. I'm not a big fan of the pop music. The pop music has never been my thing in general. Not depending whatever artist you pick, I've never been a yeah. huge pop guy. So yeah. we'll see. I think obviously from the title, it looks promising. Who knows? Um, Certified lover boy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Also, yeah. And also, Foo Fighters released a new album uh, last week. I want to talk about I, it. I saw that. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to listen to it, but I want to listen. I'm gonna. And also, Weezer came with the new album too. I want to listen to that. As I don't well. know who that is. Uh, Island in the Sun. Oh, okay, okay. Come on. I, I got you. I got you. Come on. Well, you uh, gotta, you gotta pretend yeah. I'm stupid. With, the, with that goofy-ass hat. <laughs> Come on, baby. Here? You see this? You see that man right there? That's your father. Oh, yeah. That's your dad. <laughs> see that? You know what? You never know what goes well for you because you got all these weird teams going on. You go from Miami to Washington. But then now you got to go against me and Tev who, you know, we got Yankees, Giants, Nets. Okay. And okay, you're just okay, stuck okay. there. Get out, get out here with, with the Tev Yankee thing. He was a Mets fan for his entire life. Yeah, but you got sick like, Losing. Well, dude, it's it, like if, if the Mets relocated to like South America, then that's a different story. The Yankees accept bandwagons with the evil empire. Look, uh, <laughs> look, here's the thing. Here's He's like, like ah, no, like if I can, can get through years and years of misery, then I think anyone can get through years and years of misery. Like, mm. come on, 
I thought I thought Ted was I thought Ted was built different. I thought he was like an, a, the anom the anomaly. Right, he's a, he's a Giants fan. We go through a little bit. We, we the Giants like past two decades has been like pain and suffering Super Bowl, pain and suffering Super Bowl, pain and suffering. I, I would a thousand percent take that over what the <laughs> Dolphins have done, or even or even we make the playoffs every single year for the past two decades and do nothing. I would take those two Super Bowl wins in a heart. Beat in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know, you know, it's got to be the worst. Like being a Green Bay fan, so you guys are good every single year and just lose in the final the conference finals every single. And you have two, year. you have you have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and only have two Super Bowl wins. Like that management might just. Yeah, that's a... it's disgusting. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, back, talking a little trace of what do you think about Chicago getting Carson Wentz? That's going to happen in the next couple of days. It's going to happen within this week. He's yeah, so most likely go to Chicago, but he's going to get traded. Yeah, so like, what was the trade package? It was like it was Wentz for a first Foles and Tariq Cohen. Like, I saw like that report bringing Foles was, like, back that? though. Like, oh my god, this okay, guy. I, Okay, they're definitely got to bring back Foles. He's definitely involved in this. So oh, like 100%. For Cap and oh yeah, and do you start? Do you start Hurts? They hate Hurts in Philly. Like I'm not talking about the fans. I'm talking about management. There's no way. There's no way you could tell Peterson they like him. You benched him for what's his face against the Giants. But why did they draft him? Why did they? Because they're a dysfunctional him? franchise. It just it makes no. If they were if they were sense. smart, they would keep Carson Wentz, but I think they burned that bridge. To keep Carson Wentz. I don't care what you say. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Even that's, even coming Wentz. From, that's coming from a Giants fan. Carson Wentz can be put into a. If you put him, obviously he needs help. You put him with some receivers, a media offensive line, any quarterback perform under those circumstances, but. You remember in his prime form and his best seasons, he was making some phenomenal throws. Yeah. yeah, look, but the thing I think there there needs to be a mutual. Just it's not working out, you know. Oh, no, but, yeah, I think I. But, but I'm saying though, ideally, ideally, better, obviously, how much better can you draft than Carson Wentz? That's well, cool. ideally, you wouldn't be in this position if you developed him correctly. So that, that's fair enough. What are um, the odds that maybe they draft a quarterback? That'd be really dumb. That'd be really dumb. But the first with the first round pick, that's really stupid. Maybe take that'd a later be, guy. Do you take a flyer on a later guy? Like the fifth, sixth, like in the fourth, fifth round, maybe. Say so Kyle Trask, probably no. not Kyle Trask. Or no, I'm saying like, no. Let's say let's say Mac Jones falls into the second round. Do you take him? <sighs> You drafted a second round quarterback last year, and you're not gonna give. And you just what you're gonna give up on him? Like, like how do you just? I completely like, agree like, with like, you. Like this, no, the thing is just confusing. Is that is this the same manager? Is this the same front office that drafted him? Yeah. Like I, I have no clue, and he didn't look bad. He showed it, flashes. To me, it looked like the management wanted. Hurts and Doug Peterson didn't. Then why would management try to draft another I mean, Doug quarterback? Peterson, Doug Peterson's gone. Exactly. 
But basically, I, I, whoever their head coach, maybe they come in like I, depending on who they once Sirianni. Oh yeah, maybe it Talk depends what he wants. Episode. Yeah, no, I'm saying that depend. It depends who they want. Well, like, if if they give him the ability to pick his guy, and he's like, look. Hertz is not my guy. I'm trying to run a certain style of offense, and he just doesn't get get done for me. If he's trying to run, you know, a lot more vertical style pocket passing play, Hertz is just not going to work. Oh, 100 percent. You're gonna have to and run I, something I, very yeah. Arizona esque in Philly for it to work with Carson with with um, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and that's what's what he was running in, in Indy with the more vertical style offense with. With with the uh, rivers, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's and like Foles, like why? Like I understand you have to do it for cap, but like if he oh, starts sucks. a game, like yeah, they might start like, in the beginning to let Hurts kind of get it, maybe. Yeah, that's why I think. I think it's also cap to see. Oh, he makes a lot of money, therefore he's got to be our starter. And it's also like that, you know, that kind of like nostalgia feel like, oh my God, he's back. You know, it's this is like the first like, time Philly fans are busting out their old Wentz shirt, uh, their old uh, Foles jerseys. Foles. Yeah. I remember but, when he broke Peyton's Manning, um, it was a touchdown. So that interception ratio. That was just ridiculous. He looked like an absolute animal and then just being horrific. I remember Maybe he, he can only but, perform in Philly. Maybe that's, I don't know. He has a statue. Imagine explaining yeah. to your kids in like 40 years why Nick Foles is a statue. But the thing is, it's like, I think that, yeah, like that magic just, it's it's done. It's evaporated. It's done. And also that O-line is, like he's an absolute statue in the pocket, so he's going to get his ass kicked. Like like Wentz has kind of lost it's his like athleticism watching, it's like to watching move around. Philip Rivers with a weaker arm. Philip Rivers does have a he has a really weak arm. I don't think Fulce has that weak of an arm. But but less arm talent. Let me put it like that. Okay. That's better. Doesn't have to throw power. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a better arm right now. Like Rivers has like, more touch, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And it's just like he was a starter for But he is the definition of immobile. He might be more 100%. immobile than Tom Brady. That's fair enough. There's a lot of immobile quarterbacks. And um, I think there's less and less who's a mobile other than those two. Ben, ben Roethlisberger, he's gone. He's gonna, yeah. I think he should just retire, to be honest. He should. Uh, Kirk Cousins, yeah. Uh, but he's definitely, I don't think, think golf's that's a that's, but those those two guys are like mo- mobile, like they may like Ben Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers make them look mobile. That's like a different sure. league of camp, but, but but like. There's still those immobile quarterbacks around that just. Oh, like, but those, but look, how many of one of those are good? Are good. I mean, Indy was good. Philip Rivers wasn't even good on a good team. Not a lot. I would have rather played Jacoby Brissett than pay Philip Rivers. Well, no, the, the only one is Brady. The only one's Brady. That's the only good one. You that, just have to you have worked. to build it correctly to have a guy like that, basically. Yeah. Oh, it has yeah. to be built a very certain way. And obviously, Tampa did it beautifully. They did it exactly what they needed. They brought in the skill guys. Yeah. And they drafted line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Um, and they hit on all their linemen. 
that's pretty much what they did. And it's gonna be interesting to see what's Philly, what they're gonna do. It's gonna be interesting to see what Chicago does and see if this works. This is one uh, thing, but not talking about the Giants specifically. This is one of the adjustments I'm gonna make in my mock draft 2.0. I would want to see. Oh, say so. If we're talking all the guys that I want off the board, I say Micah Parsons probably gonna be gone in the top ten. You're losing. Pitts could be there. Waddle could be there. And Sertain is, I think, going to get taken in the literal pick before us by Dallas. Yeah. I want Sertain first, and if not, I would, I honestly want them to take a flyer on Waddle. I would take a flyer on Waddle too. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning. If, if, if the, the Dolphins best, trade down, I think he might be the best route runner in this draft. He's definitely the most dynamic player in this draft. Like some of his routes are like. Right, like as of last season, he could run in the NFL and it wouldn't be easy to cover. Hundred percent. If it wasn't for his ankle injury, he would be also been like a top five. He uh, could have been right. It could have got a top five. The Heisman could have came down to Waddle and Devontae Smith if he was healthy. Hundred percent. If the Dolphins trade down from the third spot, like seven, eight, and I would take. Took, a, I'll, I'll, dra- take I'll draft Waddle. Waddle. I, you still get your Alabama kid. Get you get exactly. some more picks. Who's uh, who's more dynamic, just faster. And once again, my I love Devontae Smith. I still think the only concern is injury risk and getting pushed around by like NFL cornerbacks. Yeah. Because like, he creates th- a phenomenal yeah. separation if he can get past that grab. But like, let's say you're lining up, imagine you get the best receiver on your team, Devontae Smith, and you're lining up across Jalen Ramsey, who is probably the most physical cornerback in the league. He will just stuff you every time at 175. Yeah. I think that's your, one thing. Your Richard that you, Sherman's, your Jalen, uh, Jalen Ramsey's, etc. Yeah, I could see that. No, yeah, I'll, well, I could say that with like weight, that's something that you can like improve on pretty easily mm-hmm. compared to like some other technical stuff. You know, he's like, definitely doing that right now into the offseason. You know, for yeah, a fact, he's, I, I would, I would hope so. He's bulking if, up on weight, lifting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Things so you obviously exactly, don't want to put exactly. too much weight on because that's most of his game is his speed and agility. But he's got to put on some just straight lean muscle. Yeah, yeah. He's just, yeah. I oh, think 100%. especially at his size, like even if it's underweight, I think one ninety is a good spot for him. Right around there, the one eighty five, one ninety, where it's still light. Yeah. Like, what is he like six one? Yeah, I like think six one one probably one seventy one seventy five. He's got at least yeah. be in the one eighties. Yeah, I mean, with Tyreek Hill at his size, you see him like some of his workouts. He's huge. I'm looking it up. He's a I, very. I, I need to... He's like what five ten, probably weighs. He probably weighs close to two hundred pounds. Is he five ten? Five eleven, oh, right on there. Five ten, five ten, one eighty five. Yeah, and he's a. I'm saying the one eighty five is a very. It's a good weight at five ten. He's a very muscular. Yeah. Guy. Him, he's built completely, just completely lean. Yeah, I agree. And that, that's uh, he's, gonna agree. Do, he's gonna have to put on that muscle. He's gonna have to get to like 180 at least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's something that he's gotta do. Um he's still probably gonna go top five or at least top ten. Uh by I someone. I still think but... Jamar Chase is just it's like if you gave 
I can't even say DK Metcalf hands, but he's going to be that similar, like, style plays to, like, a Dez Julio. He's going to be a dominant ball receiver with great hands. And I'm very excited to see what he does. Because that's, like, the yeah. big thing. Like, DK Metcalf is a freak. He can route run for his size, for his size. That's an asterisk there. But he's got speed, strength, et cetera. But he, sometimes he looks lost when he tries to catch the ball. I've seen it. He's like this and hits him in the face. And like, well, you just got to look confused sometimes. But Jamar Chase is that build and just has glue for hands. He has problems with separation in terms of like route running and creating open field space. But he will push off of you and he will dominate you physically. He's like 6'1, like 6'2, six, probably like 205. Like a brick house, he's, he's just an absolute freak. He has, uh, yeah, he could jump through the roof and we'll just go over the top. I'll tell you right now what his height weight is. Yeah, he's probably like 6'2, six, 6'3, six, probably. Because was he like, what you say he was? I, I was thinking like 220, probably. I was thinking like he's like, yeah, 225, maybe 205. He's six foot 207. I'm pretty good with this. Oh, really? Jeez. I, I, I thought mean, he was a little bigger. That's the good combination where it's like you're solid. You're not a huge heavy guy. You're not light. Six foot two oh seven is good, and he's just a he'll go right over the top of you any day of the week. Yeah. I mean, what real big receivers are there in the leagues that are are successful? I'm talking six two plus. Like now? Yeah. Um, there's definitely one that we're missing, aren't we? Uh, got it right here. Mike Evans. I knew one of them. We're talking the tallest in the league is at 6'5", tied between I don't know how many guys. We got Hakeem Butler for the Arizona. No. He's then Alan Lazard, who's very promising. Who the hell is this guy? This guy, I don't even count this guy. This guy's Colin Johnson from Jacksonville, 6'6". I don't even know who that is. Mike, Mike Thomas, 6'5". I mean, Lazard, Lazard's like promising. But other than Mike Mike Evans, it's Auden Tate, 6'5", Cincinnati. Auden 6'5". I mean, Alan Lazard. I didn't know Alan Lazard was 6'5". Jaleel Scott, 6'5". I don't even want to know, but St. Brown for 6'5". I don't even want to try and say his first name. Have you ever seen that Equinemius. Name? It is Equinemius. Thank you. And it's just, From Nordium. AJ Green is 6'4". Kenny well, he Holliday, was good. Kenny Calladay is 6'4". Once you, but I'm saying that once you get to those higher heights, it's, you really don't get too many real good, super tall guys. And then cornerbacks are really only 5'10 to 6 foot, really. It, I think it's the game's now shifted to more route running. They got some big receivers, Green Bay. What the hell is this? They have what I say, Lazard is 6'5, mm-hmm. Valdez Gandling 6'4, Devin Funch is 6'4, St. Brown. Yeah, St. Brown. What was he like 6'4, 6'5? What, what is this? And they just brought it like, let's find the biggest guys we can get. Exactly. And they still throw it to like. At six four, you can really, Adams. if you put on weight, it's like you're like verge of being inside end. Well, you gotta be a little bigger. You gotta do a lot more things. Like that, 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 but, but I'm talking about like size. I'm talking about frame. Oh yeah, I agree. Like what's but I'm saying, look at uh Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is literally a receiver. Same as Mike Jasicki. He's practically he, a receiver. He's literally a receiver. He can't Evan Ingram doesn't block. <laughs> like they're trying to make him block, and he's really not that guy. 
That's why I'm excited. That's why I want Kyle Pitts personally more. But obviously, if I have Evan Ingram, I would be very happy to deal him because he just doesn't fit what we want. He could be very talented somewhere else in the right scheme. I could see it. I think his most effective place would be Arizona. Nice mobile guy like that could run, do a lot in that system, and especially with shift blocks, and he could run around. Anyways, this is besides the point, though. Yep. Kyle Pitts can block like a lineman and catch like a receiver. I really think he could be, in terms of like talent at the position, the best guy in the draft. Like It's like, obviously, there's other value positions, but I'm talking about best at their position, best like in that kind of sense. Like if you look at overall value, like if you're playing Madden, yeah, I, gotcha. I think he's that guy. Like It's like drafting prime Bronk. Well, don't forget, there's also Trevor Lawrence in this draft, so. But I'm talking skill. I should just preface that. But in terms of other than Trevor Lawrence, I should put it like that. Well, you got Penny Sewell. Come on. Come on. Like what's, what's Evan Engram's size? What is he? 6'3", 240. That's other than obviously he has a higher weight to be inside him, but he's built like a receiver. He runs like a receiver, does everything a receiver does. Yeah. He just doesn't fit Joe Judge's offense. I want to see them get a big body receiver. Okay, I, I respect that. I can retupack that. Give me some Miami analysis. What do you got going on over there? What do we got over there? Um. Oh well, we'll talk about the awards a little bit and how the Dolphins. Uh, oh, yeah, let's, let's, got, let's, got, let's, got robbed a couple of times. I think the uh, only awards that are up for debate are Offensive Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. Those are the only two debatable awards, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. And and I could put my little case for the head coach of the year as well with Flores. Flores was third. He was behind Stefanski and uh, McDermott mm. somehow. Um, And the defensive player of the year is a bunch of bull crap. Like, I put it, Aaron, I how did Aaron Donald win that? Do I think Aaron Donald is the best defender in the league? I think he, yes, hundred percent, hundred percent, arguably the best player in the league. This is his like, worst. Like this is like his worst year in like a couple of years. Like he had better years. The but year the thing is, won. though, I understand the context. He's getting like double, triple teamed most of the time. The man's like, you got they put the they put entire schemes to stop him. You like, I think he's like seventy percent of the time he's getting double teamed, hmm. especially at a D tackle position. His numbers are absurd for what he has to go through. But I basically take it like an NBA standpoint where like every year, if you pick the best player, LeBron should have God knows how many more MVPs. Well, yeah. But you're looking, if you're looking at the best statistical season and you want to do it like that, which a lot of the times that's how they do it. I I think you got to give it to Xavier Howard or TJ Watt. I mean, TJ Watt really balled out. I don't think he's as good as Donald. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, 100. But he like, had a freak are, season. He had yeah. two interceptions on top of it as an outside linebacker. Then you look at Xavier Howard. When's the last time a cornerback had double-digit interceptions like that? Uh, like, in like over ten years. Like he had a special season that you'll probably won't see in a while. Like you'll see Aaron Donald do this. I don't think Xavier Howard would top Cause this because it, it's honestly. crazy. Because a lot of time when cornerbacks, you normally see them like surge up in the beginning of the year. They get like five, six interceptions in the first three games, and then cornerbacks just stop throwing at them and they finish the year at, like seven interceptions. Yeah, dude, Xavier Howard he's, was better he than Stephon Gilmore's season last year. He has Gilmore a special ability to put himself in the right positions and make plays. 
he has some of the best ball skills for a cornerback. I'm saying he has this amazing ball skills, but you could tell like he's in the in the film room studying quarterbacks, and he knows where to be. He's always in the right position. Oh yeah, the ball's tipped. He's there. A receiver's coming across. He's there. He's on top of guys, and he's yeah. got. Maybe he doesn't win it, but. He had to get a little bit more recognition, in my opinion. Everyone's he like TJ Watt. Three votes. Everyone's like TJ Watt got snubbed. I was like, I feel like defensive player of the year. A lot of the time ends up going to the the ends linebackers. And of course, last year was the anomaly with Stephon Gilmore. But like, Stephen Howard had a better season than Stephon Gilmore. Like, if you're going back like, in that context, it's like, and how like the whole I guess like the whole media thing. It's so easy to. Because uh, Miami had like two games on like national television, like they're not gonna get a this whole lot of recognition. Unfortunately, me of I remember this, and, and that's a shame because these are like these are the pro, the, like the the football writers, mm-hmm. and you would expect that they would do their due diligence. And it's not the Pro Bowl voting where it's fan voting. This is people who are paid to write for a living in, in football mm-hmm. and they like and three of them only voted for him and i bet you like two th- or maybe th- all three are miami writers yeah like, i mean it made- this are, it reminds me of i forget once again i'm not best in my years but the year khalil mack went in oakland and obviously the best defense player he put up a ridiculous numbers and then it was just the other side where, as a guy who had, uh, we had landing, is your audio a little screwed up? It sounds like it's weird. It sounds a little, hello. I don't know why. It sounds like a little muffled for some reason. Does it really? Did it switch? Let me check it out right now. Let's see. Audio settings. <laughs> no, everything's coming through straight. Uh, oh, really? I don't know why. For, for I guess on my end, it just sounds a little funky. So let me hit test mic. Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's all good. I don't know why. I don't know why on my end it's a little. I guess. Yeah, perfect. All right, never mind. Continue. Okay, but it reminded me of like that once again. Landon Collins for second. It was like the DB versus the linebacker, and that's when it gets like real hard to compare. So Landon Collins, even though he was more of a blitzing guy, anyways, he was a phenomenal DB. And he should have more in that conversation. I still think Clem actually won in reality, but it, it gives me that similar vibes yeah. where like Xavier Howard didn't get as much of a recognition because of the position. Like they've got a chance. What like there. what? Like, like it was, and the, the final cherry on top was the Zach Thomas not getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. That was just—it's like another year of him getting snubbed. Who's coming like, out next year? I think next year he has a good opportunity. Honestly, I I'm think he's got to make I it. it. Dude, I don't think it's anyone big. Yeah, I don't think so. I didn't really see a whole lot of. Recognizable Hall of Fame uh, class. Yeah, I didn't really notice a whole lot. Um, come on. Uh, class of 2020. No, no. Ah, I typed in the wrong yeah, thing. thing. Let's see this one. Right Should have done 2022. I actually put 2021. Potential Are Hall of Fame ballot. Tony Baselli, offensive line. Leroy Butler. Huh. Steve Smith. He'll get in. No, I don't think so. I think they do it. I mean, it seems like a fairly pool. I think uh, eventually he'll get him. Maybe not for his bell, but Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas is getting. Zach Thomas has got him. I think he gets it next year. Like he's. 
He's got to get in. Like, I'm looking at this right now. It's Jack Thomas. I'm looking at those. Yeah. Yeah, because I know Andre Johnson's on that list. He's not getting in. Um, Steve Smith will get in before Andre Johnson. I agree. I don't think Steve – I like Steve Smith back in the day. Um, He's kind of a prick, honestly. Um, Seems like an absolute just – he was a cancer in the lock in the locker room, just like reading the old stuff, yeah, him getting a, in fights and stuff. Yeah, he's always had issues with that. Yeah, um, that's why Carolina dealt them, and then Baltimore. He, he, yeah, but, but he balled out in Baltimore though. Yeah, honestly, I rather see Anquan Bolden in than Steve. I love Anquan Bolden back in the day. I still think they the only the, once again the only thing that keeps Steve Smith from being first ballot is his antics and his personality. And that's what happened with uh, what's his face for a year. Chad Johnson, uh, not not Chad Johnson, uh, Terrell Owens. Tio, I mean Tio's a guy where if you ask, if you ask football people, they don't really put him in your even top five receivers of all time. That's you a shame. Ask, if you ask football players who their top receivers of all time, every single one will be Tio in their top three. Yeah, no, same ball. thing with the uh, yeah, same thing with Zach Thomas. You go like watch, uh, hear other players talk about. Like who were some it, of the toughest players to go Moss. against? I was watching the other day. He gave his list and he put, I think Jerry Rice like four or five. And he had himself at one, obviously. And he had T.O. as the second best receiver of all time. Okay. Yeah. Ocho Cinco's had a different issue. Like he's also had a bit of a character and not a kicker, but like he's a bold guy. But he's also, he was lacking a lot more in stats than T.O. Yeah. And also, like at the end of his career, was a little rocky. I still think so, it should be a whole thing, but I, I love that. I loved Ocho Cinco. Loved mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. So um Did you see him get absolutely burned by Justin Jefferson? Because he said he could lock him down and he played him one-on-one on as a corner. And Justin Jefferson took one hezzy outside route and cut back in and Ocho Cinco fly in the one direction. Jesus. Absolutely dusted him. He goes, I study your game. I know every route you're doing. Justin Jefferson's like, okay, let's do it. So yeah, no problem. Didn't annihilate him. He plays soccer like in Europe now. Like he's like, he's just an athlete. His daughter is like the best thirteen year old track runner as a girl in the nation. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, it, it didn't go well for Miami in the uh, awards. Now, of course, Stefanski won. What they do? Like, but like, but Flores came in third behind McDermott. Like, what? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh well. Oh well, my whatever, you know. If Miami, uh, you know, what matters? Miami winning a Super Bowl, not these measly awards. Honestly, that's facts. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, just uh, excited to see what they're going to do in the off season, and then draft and and all that. Just pretty much that and. I wish there was also XFL on to uh, ease the pain a little bit. We're excited. We're gonna start talking about NBA, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, especially now oh, that yeah. we're playing a lot more 2K. I'm like, oh, yeah, we we, we had a good run. Yeah, I, I thought you started. I'm disgusted. 
I am. Uh, do you want to explain to the viewers, to listeners? Oh yeah, because because Dan returned it after one day because he wasn't sure how to like run anything instead of figuring it out. Well, it wasn't really that. There's a way to run uh, all four of us. So you could run fives, and you were missing one. We didn't have to do pro clubs. We could ran park, but it, it is what it but is. I, I think we just. I think because we're so we just love like creating the team and going through like all that stuff. Like we're just we just love that sort of. St- Dan wouldn't you know? have grinded it whatsoever. Um, Tev, not be honest. Wait, I know you wouldn't have as much. I know when Tev gets in that mode, he probably would have. Like, yeah, it depends on his mood. But, but, yeah, but but like two K is like a different game compared to like what the EA games are when it comes to microtransactions. Such a, it's such a fun game though. Two K like basketball. It is, games. it is fun. It is fun. Um. I don't know. It's it's. I, w- I wish it worked out with all of us playing. But my park could be one of the most toxic games, though. Modes like in all games, like it, it's it's. It would get us riled because sometimes like you just nothing you do, you get posterized, you get beat by kids mm-hmm. who spend like fifty dollars on. Random exactly, exactly. We spent we put in ten bucks in the game and like, really like what like we were only like what like seventy seventy one overall. It is. It's the fun. It's I still enjoy it. I'm a big basketball guy. Well, yeah, that's why we we bought it, and that's why you just had this. But like you weren't talking for like two days. Yeah, no, I was just pissed. I was like, God damn, like eh, it's all good. They got you guys are forcing play? me to FIFA, dude. No, FIFA will be a lot of fun. Like it's because like it will be the same thing as when we play NHL. There's no microtransactions involved. There's none of that. It's just we. You upgrade your player through the game with skill points. There's no microtransactions, none of that garbage. It'll be a lot of fun, and you should give it a try. We gave it. We can throw up some content on here. Well, uh, yeah. Like, Our zombies kind of like fell to the wayside because you. Uh, yeah. We uh, what was the right word? I ran out of space. <laughs> ran out of space, and also I was just not. I was just not there mentally. I was just so. I was so. What's the word? just the over it out of it just out of yeah i was just so like done mentally it was just like i don't care um we like we recorded it we had footage it was just i don't know just some uh stuff involving me accidentally unplugging the wi-fi when my parents are working oh and my God. It, it it just and then pretty much me being public enemy number one. And then it was just like, and then me having issues with the recording software. And then it, it was, was a rocky storage. start. To be honest. Yeah. And I, like I haven't recorded anything in God knows how long. So yeah. Well, I'm excited. And then also in the future, I'm going to get all the boys. Defi- on here. The, yeah. We're going to have a, uh, uh, Oh yeah. Over the summer. Definitely. Episode, we'll call it like, we got to get a name for it where it's just like, just random nonsense talking like, uh, the breakfast brunch. I was about to say the breakfast table. Or something, <laughs> oh something. my god! Yes, the buffet table, the buffet. But yeah, yeah, we got a lot of ideas rolling out, pumping out the TikTok soon. Possibly we those renegades, maybe. Possibly sampling some gaming content. Yeah, I'll try to do more of that over the music, summer. Music, which has been all dry lately. Nothing really to put out. No real albums. We've been overly excited but obviously we're gonna look into the food fighters we're gonna see maybe put out some content but we're gonna we should but we yeah. could give like a monthly recap even on singles i know Leroy might put something out next week 
Yeah. Be oh, yeah. A, little, a bit of a birthday gift. I guess I'm excited to hear what he's got. Um, he's got an album coming at some point this year. Ski Mask is going to put out an album some point this year. Probably going to hear. We might get Outsiders this year. So. Yeah, hopefully Denzel makes a new album. Maybe JID makes Denzel, an album. Denzel, he's got like one album left in him. Denzel's the kind of guy, he's not going to drop an album for like two or three years. I think he drops another one. Yeah, but he drops one this year. Like a year or so. So, I mean, I think he drops one this year. I'm just excited to hear Ski because I haven't heard Ski in like it's been, it's going to be three years in December. Like two years. How long? Jesus. That his last album was huge. He had Newtown, Foot Fungus, all those singles on there, Faucet Failure. The album went crazy. And then, based on some of the snippets he's been posting, this looks to be his best album yet. Because right. he's right. one of the best guys. The one song I want to see a feature on, I want to see JID on a schema song. I mean, we saw them in an XXL cipher together. That was, they were the two together. Yeah, they're both. JID very... just absolutely killed it. Oh on no, that one. And Ski Mask without the beat, like they're like they're a different sense. Like Ski Mask is lyrical in a certain sense, like wordplay and like rant. Like you know what I'm talking about, where he'll just and like make references to things and twist words, make them sound funky. JID is straight lyrical, straight bars, and they're both two of the best flows in all of hip hop. Right oh, now. yeah. Those two guys, they might be one and two of just straight ability to create these crazy flows and formations the way they speak. So I, I'd love to see them on there. And we're going to see some of the craziest fast flows yet from Ski Mask on his next album. Yeah, I tried to sh- uh, uh, show Nico one of uh, JID's songs, and Nico's like, turn it off. I don't like it because of his voice. His last album was huge. DiCaprio too, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. in top five album easily for the year. Hundred percent. No, yeah, definitely. Especially yeah, right. he's over there with uh, Jay Cole on that label. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, dude, it's gonna be painful. No football. It sucks. Like it's. Yeah, wait, wait till uh, SFL August, <laughs> dude. Like. Wayne Johnson better get this rolling. Yeah, I'm, oh yeah. I, this year we'll definitely like over the year we'll get some more information and stuff like that. Games for another year or so. Oh, he, well, he said he's coming out in 2022. That they're restarting 2022. I but my point is I think it can be even further than that. It could be 2023 if I'm gonna be completely honest. You never know. We could be like, I hey, need more money. Sorry. Nah, I, I, I'm sticking behind the rock. <laughs> No, I'm saying that. I could see it being done to me, guy, where like he'd rather wait a little longer to put a solid product out rather than rushing and being an absolute debacle. Like the what was it, the AF, whatever, whatever. AAF. The AAF was just a, an absolute debacle. Yeah, but the thing is, I, you know, they bought it over the summer, and it seems like that they're determined. You know, obviously, there's not a whole lot of information, really. But uh, honestly, they really the only things that they really need are just coaches for now. And they gotta get players. And like at this point, two years ago in 2019, they were announcing coaches, and yeah. they were announcing uh, like players and all that. So having yeah, former got, players as coaches would be kind of sick. I, I, I guess so. Like, um, like, what, like, what do you mean, like former players? Like, like ex-NFL players. Well, I guess like all the other coaches, like coaches that were coaches definitely dabbled in the XF, uh, NFL for like a little bit, but. 
remember like what's his name they were talking about making a coach and you were like oh if they ever make him oh josh mccown josh mccown maybe he's like i want to go coach in the xfl yeah but also i bet you the xfl doesn't want to be like hired willy-nilly like they want to you know hire like look this is like a developmental league in a sense they're trying to find teachers and coaches of the game who've been at the level at a high level and they'll find those guys and the coach i would the higher, the higher i Bob think Stoops. the best case scenario i think be kind of sick if we became like a college alternative league well one one of the guys uh kenny robinson he went to west virginia uh left after his junior year and played for the seattle Battlehawks and as a draft eligibility and he got drafted fifth uh, in the fifth round that's what I'm saying. So that's what I would like to see that become that kind of league. That could that could be a potential uh, option. I think maybe that could be a long term. Obviously, I think they need to for get their right footing now, back. It's going to be a lot of guys who are cut from rosters, ex ex guys, maybe older players maybe, that want to just yeah. No, yeah, hundred percent. That's probably what they're going to do. That's what they. Like, how funny would it be if Ocho Cinco was like, honestly, give me a shot. I want to play. It'll be interesting, but. Does it do they really prioritize like that? But, saying, though, but obviously, franchises themselves will make the decision if they sign him. But why not? I people would buy tickets. I mean, he's obviously got something left in the tank. I, I think Ocho Cinco can compete against lower tier DBs. The only question is durability, really. And he's a competitor. It'd be cool to see. That, that's true, but like he's been out of the game for how long? Like, he's probably like 34, 35. He's got to be older. He's got to be older than that. He's got to be like late 30s. Maybe early 40s. Right now. Chad no, Johnson. 30 what? 43. 43. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I love Chad Johnson, but sorry. Tio's 47 now. Wow. Tio's already 47. Jesus Christ. Brandon Marshall's 36. When did he? He wanted to play. Like, that's a guy. I mean, Brandon Marshall goes to plays. That's like, you know, how funny imagine that receiving core, Brandon Marshall and Chad Johnson. This is old ass. Yeah. The oldest receiving core ever. And then team yeah. throw, screw it, throw Tio in there. <laughs> 47. Yeah, exactly. Tom Brady at quarterback. No, shoot. what am I saying? Bring in uh, Matt Hasselbeck. Then, then you're in business. Yeah, Madhouse. That, that's what I want. That's what I want. In that's my, my XFL. <laughs> I want that in my XFL watching Matt Hasselbeck. It'll be a Florida team where all the old people are, and then you're in business. Yeah, they play for the Tampa Bay Vipers. Look, I, <laughs> over this, look, I'm honestly, I'm not that. Like, I remember when I was working at at uh, the lake, like, like four or five o'clock. Like when it was like pretty much dead, I would go on my phone and watch XFL re- reruns on YouTube. Really? That's how bored I. That's how bored I was at the point of my life watching XFL reruns. Like, where was my <laughs> life going? And I'm gonna do the same thing. I want to watch those XFL reruns to ease some of the pain. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, because I really like the product. It was a lot of fun. It was a fun product. It was a good product. It was just poor timing. Poor timing with the pandemic. pandemic. Killed them. Exactly. But maybe it helped them because it's with the Vince McMahon. Maybe they had all, to all of our luck. 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how The Rock operates. Really, really curious to see. And honestly, it's, I kind of, I'm very intrigued, but I'm, I'm actually kind of happy that he's, you know, he still have a, a contract with the WWE. Nah, it's like a it's it's like it's like a part time thing. It's a part time thing. Yeah, you're no, talking yeah. more about wrestling. Oh my god, <laughs> more about wrestling. That's actually what I'm saying. I'm I'm curious. I maybe he definitely has some sort of a like rights contract. It's definitely like it, it's like a legends contract. He comes in here and there. Like Vince McMahon calls him up. Like hey, hey Dwayne, how about you come in here and uh, squash him, squash him, motherfuckers? Just. You know, he comes in for like he's five still, seconds, gets his, gets his royalty check. He's huge. Him, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's like same. same. I thought Michael's Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan came back like last week. I thought they ousted him. They did. Like his first appearance in like four, like five, six years. He came. He came out last week, I think. So. I yeah, thought, they were. They were. Like, they like took him out of the Hall of Fame and everything. Yeah, they did. They did. I got a Stokely Steve Austin shirt on the way. Oh, that's tough. I'm yeah. a big Undertaker guy. Undertaker and CM Punk are my favorite all-time guys. Who doesn't love CM Punk? I love CM Punk. See? see? Cult of personality. Awesome. <laughs> His old theme song was absolute awesome. We, for Alex's birthday, about like five years ago, we went to one of like the side events. like Not like a Raw. Or like a house show. House show. House show. And Sam Sam Punk actually came out and had one of those beefs with a uh, with what's his face the fat guy with the ponytail, fat guy with the ponytail, the man, oh, his Paul, manager, Paul, Paul Heyman, Paul, Paul Heyman, Heyman. Oh, Paul Heyman, God. and they had he chased him around the ring a little. It was it was, pretty, it was a pretty cool little show, and he actually Alex got he came out with a poster signed by him, and he handed Alex got the poster. I forget, okay, awesome. he, I don't know if he has it anymore, but it was a CM Punk signed poster. That is really cool with his atrocious outing in the UFC. That was that was bad. That was the that was like the most depressing thing I've ever seen. Do you life. think he would beat Jake Paul? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he'd beat him in maybe an MMA fight, but I think he might get his clock cleaned in a boxing match. Because he's a he's a small guy. He's a small guy. He's also in his forties, and also. It didn't work really work out in the M- in UFC. Oh, he's six two, but he's two eighteen. Like it just didn't it. It didn't work out. It did not work out whatsoever, at all. He got you know, annihilated. How much did he, he take? Annihilated. He's probably he like six two six three. This is this is old. This this one says he's twenty four five eleven one sixty five. That's not real. No way. No way. He's like six one. I saw it other places, but he's put on a lot of weight. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm waiting for when he a Jake Paul fights a real boxer, a professional boxer, or he steps in the MMA ring and just gets his cl- his his head knocked he, out. He would never fight McGregor in a hundred percent, hundred percent. He would never like no, he would because but he but McGregor has nothing to gain, especially when he just lost. Like what's like like he just lost to Dustin Poirier like two weeks ago. Like, there. Look, first off, I love these conversations. We need. I love these rambling conversations. We're gonna get a whole lot of these in the future. But um, yeah, you know, yeah, Mc, McGregor's not never gonna accept that fight. Why would we do that? 
There's there's no reason you made all this money and you're gonna fight Jake. I mean, you you even see it against professional boxers where like McGregor when he used to lose if he ever lost, which was rare back in the back in the old years. He, he was livid. He was pissed. He had a fire on him. Now, like, he's married. He's got money. He's got kids. He's like, yeah, good fight. Good old- job. I'm going to yeah. go home now. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. he doesn't he's, have, like, when the yeah. drive goes away, when the hunger goes away, is when, especially in a sport that dangerous, you should pack it up. Oh, yeah. Like, like a guy that still has that fuel that should come back and who I think is the best fighter in the world is Khabib. Khabib yeah, is the yeah. last guy I would ever fight. He is the most physically dominant yeah. fighter. Yeah, 100%. He's like an all-time guy. Yeah. You see him like swimming, swimming in ice rivers in Russia and like, I don't yeah. know, one of those he Russian-esque is. countries. He's probably from not. Yeah. Where, where, where is he from? It's like Dagestan? Dagestan? It's like it's, like it's, like a, part, it's like a part of Russia. Russia. Yeah. Like... And apparently, rumor has it he fought a uh, bear back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going. I don't think he's ever coming back. Honestly, I mean, Dana White's been on his ass. Oh, he is from Russia. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like another. Yeah, Dagestan. Dana White. Like, Dana White has been waiting for him. He's like, come on, let's go. I need you to fight. I need you to fight. I want you to come back. He, he was telling them well, when they had that McGregor fight. Is like, imagine if you were fighting this, how much money you'd be making? Well, a doesn't help that McGregor lost. So. And B, feels like Khabib. Well, Khabib retired because of his father who passed away. I feel like eventually so, he, he's a guy that is very, very, very competitive. Eventually, he's going to want to yeah, come but, back to make a point that he's still that guy. And he's going to want to win, I think, for his dad at some point in the future. And the question I think, is, I would not want to be that guy that is the first person that's to fight Khabib after he retired for his father. I think, he already, I think he already proved it, that he is the guy because McGregor lost. He knows that, but he uh, he just seems like a different level. Like those guys like that are never satisfied. But like I, he just he's like he has a that European culture that just like different sort of culture, different sort of everything mindset. Like reti- it's saying like retire on the top. Exactly. There's nowhere to go from here. It's down. He's already done. It. He's undefeated. He was the champion. He dominated. There is no point of going back. And for what? A paycheck, quick paycheck? Yeah, this could be a lot of money, but he's probably made a boatload of money already. And he did what he loved. Unfortunately, he's not going to be surrounded by his father. Yeah. He just better. Like it's McGregor, more of a pride I, thing. I think McGregor really should call it quits. So he's going to pull like a he better not play like a Ronda so Rousey, who went like from the most dominant women's fighter to just being yeah. getting her at clock. Not like only losing, getting her clock cleaned. Yeah, multiple well, times. He said that he's gonna be more determined if McGregor is like going back to his old. I've been saying this for training. Years, McGregor but, should go sign a contract with McMahon over there in the WWE. Well, that was like the rumor for a long time, and McGregor didn't want to go. Why not? He gets the money. He stays healthy. He doesn't I mean he's got kids. He's not trying to die in the ring. Like that's that's the difference. Like he was McGregor fought like he was willing to die in the ring that moment. But he's got a lot in his life going. He's got he, once again he's got money, wife, and kids. He's not trying to be in a hospital bed. Oh yeah, facts. Hundred percent. I don't disagree he, with that. And he's got the personality for it. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Um, he's gonna be like a feels, he's he's like, like he's like feels like a re, CM Punk reincarnate to me. 
but it feels like he's kind of lost that edge. You know, he's just lost, you know, with the family and like he has all this money. Like, is it really worth it just to fight or do really a whole lot? Really? That's where the you know, WWE he, comes in. I, I I guess so. Um, but he's made a, he's made comments in the past, ripping on WWE wrestlers, and you know calling them fake and yada yada yada. Like it'll be a little. little That'll be little more weird. drama when he's there. Yeah, imagine I, imagine the 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 shit talk that go on between him and the Miz. God, William might, Hall he, would be. Oh my God. Uh, he apparently Bad Bunny might be fighting him. I saw uh, that. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Congratulations, Damon Priest got called up from NXT. Now you're gonna be you'll be uh, teaming with Bad Bunny. He's that's gonna get them an absurd amount of streams. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. AEW's where it's at, by the way. <laughs> Best wrestling promotion in the world. But uh, but yeah, I think that's that's all we got for today. I mean, yeah, anything else yeah. you want to hit? No, just uh, I'm gonna miss the X uh XFL. All right, I do mix it, miss it. Uh, but the NFL, I'm gonna miss. It's obviously a lot of fun talking about the NFL, and I guess. Will be a whole lot, a whole lot of NFL content consistently, and God knows how long. And yeah, it's gonna be a lot more of this rambling and other sports. We'll and, get the boys uh, on here. We're gonna oh yeah, get definitely. All the TikTok out, possible gaming content, a lot, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. Um, yeah, and and some music. I'm gonna talk about some more music, and obviously, and who knows, maybe a podcast next week with more talk about music and all that jazz, and pretty much it's really, it's really, yeah, honestly. Really, nothing Thanks. really else to talk about. Um, good conversation, Pete. Obviously, always a, a blast. Always a blast. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, really, really nothing else I can uh, I can uh, say. Uh, sayonara, amigo. Thank you for tuning in. And, and uh, 